Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael Rapport, you are now listening to a brand new, big body, hard hitting, shit talking. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, we are under siege by the right wing snowflakes, Scott Bale and Kurt Schilling. The I am Rapport Stereo Podcast Twitter account has been suspended indefinitely. We have some fantastic sick fucks of the week, including. I am announcing the 2019 Sick Fuck of the Year. What do you mean? I'll explain. Plus, we have the Pot Brothers at law. My guys, Mark and Craig Wasserman are here talking about what's real, what's not real about the legalization of marijuana and cannabis in the United States and how viral their viral video went. All that and more on a big body, hard-hitting I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up next Miles Jordan. Let me get something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. Let's go. 
All right. Jesus Christ. You just never, ever know when the next shitstorm is going to come. Okay? You never, ever know. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Later on in the episode, as I said, the Pot Brothers will be joining me. The Pot Brothers are two legitimate lawyers that specialize in all things legalization of marijuana. Um, They got social media fame by their videos. Their videos almost seem like they're two lunatics, but they're actually two brothers um, who are legitimate lawyers. They are champions of protecting the rights of the legalization of pot, particularly in the state of California, because that's where they practice law. They're interesting. They're very smart. They're also very funny. They have a great story, and they are going to share all sorts of insight about what is legal and what is not legal about with within the pot, weed community in 2019. And the first and most important thing they say is that even though people are saying that marijuana, pot, weed, whatever the fuck you want to call it, cannabis, is legal in California, don't get ahead of yourself. Because you could get yourself into trouble if you don't follow some basic rules. It's a very informative, very funny, very smart interview with the Pot Brothers. Look them up. Follow them on social media. Their Instagram handle is pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Greg and my guy, Mark Wasserman, who are both actually Jewish. When they came into the gloom tomb, they kissed the mezuzah. And I said, these are two Jewish uh, pot lawyers. So it's a great interview later on in the episode. But, wow, man. Holy fucking shit. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast and me, the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the Pusha T of podcasting is under siege. I am under siege by the fucking deplorables. They want the dingo's blood. They want it bad. They want it. They want it bad. And it's all stemming from. Listen, if a story is able to outlast the normal 48 to 72 hour news cycle, you know shit is real. This is all stemming from these MAGA hat teenagers from Covington Catholic School and the Native American and the black Israelites, the video that has withstanded the test of time. It needs no explanation at this point. It really needs no explanation at this point. I know a bunch of deplorables. I know a bunch of snowflakes are listening to this. And when I say snowflakes, I am talking directly to you, you MAGA hat Trump supporting freaks you. Okay? I ain't the snowflake. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast listeners ain't the snowflakes. You are the melting little snowflakes. Let me back up a little bit. So when I saw that video, the initial video, which was actually posted by some sort of person that they can't track down, 
the person who, who initially, the Twitter account, who knows it's a person? It could be a fucking robot. We don't know what it is. But the person who initially posted the video that everyone saw that got everyone hyped up, including me, um, hasn't, the account has been shut down, but they haven't been able to figure out who was running the account, which is frightening in this day and age. When that video came out Saturday morning, I do what I do. I did what I did. I talk shit on videos. I talk shit to cats. I talk shit to bears. Uh, I talk shit to Dick Stain Donald Trump. I talk shit to people I like, people I don't like, people I respect, and people I do respect or don't respect. Okay, That's what I do on my social media. It, it is purely for my enjoyment. It's to make me chuckle. It's to make me giggle. Okay? Gotten videos taken off social media for shaming cats. We all know the history. So I posted this video. Now, here's just the sound of the video uh, of me calling the Catholic school kids from Cummington High School. Um, and it just rolled off the tongue. It's very musical sometimes. Sometimes I get in the rhythm of these cursings, these curse outs, these shit talking videos. And, it, and, and it's just like, it's just I'm freestyling and it's just a musical, it's just a tonality. Called them Catholic school cocksuckers and a bunch of other things. Uh, Miles Jordan, please play that original clip. You little shit stain. You got no fucking life. Go play some video games. Go try to bird dog some chicks, you fucking little creeps. Shorty shit stain. Hand job. Catholic school cuck. Fuck boy. Huh? Where's these people's parents? You little fucking scumbag. MAGA hat wearing shit stains. This is what you do for fun. You're 16, 17 years old. And that's fun to you? That's what your life is? You fucking loser. You little Kentucky Catholic school cocksuckers. That is the unedited version of the video. People were excited about it. People were offended about it. How could you say anything about it? They're just kids. They're just kids. Why are you saying this? The video came out. Yes, there's more to meet the eye in the video. Everyone, including me, saw that. Okay? The Native American guy that was on the video, I think that he's partially full of shit because he's been going around saying that he was scared, saying that he was frightened, saying all these things. I think he's full of shit. Okay? I, I spoke on the black Israelites on the last I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. They get no fucking love. Okay? I don't even know how they're allowed to speak on corners. They, they, they are just... They're fucking... They're on some other shit. And finally... The Catholic school MAGA hat kids. I sp I'm not going to repeat myself. See, because this is a show. This isn't fucking kooky ass Alex Jones Infowars. This is a show. Okay. So I spoke on these kids on the last episode. Okay. I spoke on what I think about 15 and 16 year old kids wearing MAGA hats. I don't think that 15 and 16-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids should be concerned with politics. I don't think chaperones on a field trip should let their students sway either way. They're there to learn, not voice their opinion. You go to Washington to 
Go to the, uh, the, the Smithsonian Museum to, to see the, the monuments, to tour the White House. To do, you're not there to voice your political opinion, Duke. You're 15. Said it once, I'll say it again. You're 15. The most important thing you should be worried about is how to work your worm. This is when you perfect your stroke game. Okay? You need to figure out how to work your worm. Okay, don't worry about MAGA hats, Trump this, Obama that, Joe Biden, all that shit. This is the youth of your life, Duke. So I'll double down and say them little shit stains were wrong. Okay, the Native American guy, I think, is trying to become a hero and all that. I think he's full of shit. No disrespect. I think he's full of shit. No disrespect. And the black Israelites can suck everybody's dick. Nobody's speaking on anybody and everybody that's been violated verbally by the fucking black Israelites. I only seen them in New York City, but they're on some next level, wild for the night, bugged out radical shit. They need to be shut down completely, okay? But they're really nothing anyway. They all claim they're vegan, and 99.9% of the black Israelites I've ever seen in my life are at least 100 to 125 pounds overweight. I don't know what kind of vegan meals you guys are stuffing down your face, but you need to you need to resist. Resist eating anything. You fat fucks you. But Wednesday night, January 23rd, 2019, uh, me, me, I control, me and Jordan Winter control the I am Rappaport Twitter account. Okay? We were getting attacked. We were getting attacked. I have been harassed. Okay? I have been uh, uh, told people want me to die, that I'm a hook-nosed Jew, that I'm a douchebag, that I'm a D-list, washed-up nobody, a cuck, a snowflake, a bitch, a fuckface, an ass clown, a liar, and even a pedophile. You name it. These deplorables, these right-wing freaks... Who, who, I don't know what it is about frogs. They, they all have X's and frogs in their accounts. I don't know what the frog thing means. I think it's some, it could be some, some fucking, uh, um, I don't know, biblical thing with the frogs when the frogs land. I don't know. I don't know what the frogs have to do with it. But you should, the frogs ain't fucking with you, Duke. Okay? Snowflakes, the frogs ain't fucking with you. But we put up the censored version of the video, which was taken down off Instagram, but not taken off my Twitter or my Facebook. But for some reason, it was taken down off Instagram. Several people complained about it. Several people have tried to get it taken down. Several people have tried to get my at Michael Rappaport account suspended, blah, 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 blah. Can't stop, won't stop. Cannot stop, will not stop. Okay, that's the motto. Puffy said, can't stop, won't stop. I say, cannot stop, will not stop. Um, so Wednesday night, we put up the censored version of the video of the Catholic school cucks, uh, the rant and all that stuff, which is still again up on my Michael Rappaport account. Miles Jordan, please play the, the, uh, edited version of the now infamous Catholic school cucks video. Play a short version of it. You little stain. You got no life. Go play some video games. Go try to bird dog some chicks, you f***ing little creeps. Shorty sh stain. Hey, 
job. Catholic school boy. Uh -huh. So as you can hear, it's all bleeped out. Now, I am Rapport is not verified, but everyone knows it is a representative of the worldwide phenomenon that you are listening to right now. And it has been for four and a half glorious years of being in the podcasting world. Few hours later, boom, these cocksuckers, and I'm talking about Twitter, these cocksuckers suspended it indefinitely. I wrote to Twitter support for my personal account and some automated robot offered me all types of categories. I wrote this. I wrote that this is my account and you need to reinstate it. Then they tell me from some automatic robot, it has come to our attention that your Twitter account is in violation of Twitter rules, specifically the policy of impersonating, of impersonation. Impersonating is pretending to be another entity in order to deceive and it is strictly prohibited. I can't be impersonating myself. I am Rappaport is Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport is I am Rappaport. Hashtag free I am Rappaport. I'll say it again. Hashtag free I am Rappaport. I even DM'd that fucking guy, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. I DM'd him. Try to clear this up. Jack, I'm waiting for your response, Jacko. Jack A. I'm waiting for your response. Hashtag free I am Rappaport. The point of the matter is, is that this MAGA hat Native American situation video is it, it, it's so indicative of where we are at now. The whole thing reminded me about the Charlottesville situation with those fucks saying, you will not replace us, Jews will not replace us. And the whole thing, and that young lady uh, wound up getting hit by a car and killed. And after all the dust settled, Dick Stain Donald Trump came out and said, and I quote, you had some very bad people in that group, but you also had some people that were very fine people on both sides, referring to both sides that there were very fine people. It's all just stacking up. All these politics, all this Dick Stain Donald Trump, all this Nancy Pelosi, all this government shutdown it's just it's just stacking up and the bubble is going to burst it cannot help but burst because it's just on and on and on and yes you could say yes uh, uh gringo mandingo you are responsible yes champ you participate in but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stray from the plan of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is a worldwide shit-talking phenomenon. We, me, I do not take myself seriously with all my shit-talking. You know when I take myself seriously, and you know when I don't. 99.9% of what I have to say is just pure grade A. Pure. 100% disruptive shit talking. If you can't differentiate what's real and what's pure grade A shit talking, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. But I will say this, the I Am Rappaport Twitter account, which is just I Am Rappaport, is suspended indefinitely. Hashtag free I Am Rappaport. But the show will go on because somehow, some way, my Covington Catholic school 
cocksucker video lives on. So we will do what we always do. We will stay in the cut, stay in the pocket, stay right there in the center of the ring. Fighting, clawing, scratching, 15 rounds of hard body karate shit talking for all the peoples. Now, I've been attacked by fucking Scott Bayo, you little fuck you. Scott Bayo, Chachi from Happy Days. Wowza, wowza, wowza. You fuck you. You want to talk shit to me? Chachi? You haven't worked in 30 fucking years because you got no skill set, Duke. You were dope as Chachi, and that's it. You're what we call a one-hit wonder. You're Millie Vanilli. You're motherfucking Vanilla Ice. You're a one-man Spice Girl. You got no skill set. That's why you never did shit after Chachi. Okay? Your brother Jimmy Bayo was better than you. Okay? Remember Jimmy Bayo? From the Bad News Bears breaking training, he was better than you, Duke Chachi. You did Joni Loves Chachi? That wasn't a success. How could you not be able to roll Happy Days into a successful career? You were on the biggest show of all time with one of the most lovable characters on Happy Days. And you couldn't roll it into a career. And now you're mad, Duke. You got no skills. You don't have the skills to pay the fucking bills. And then this fucking clown, Jimmy Woods, who's a good actor. The best thing about Jimmy Woods, his strong suit as an actor has always been playing scumbags. That's right, Jimmy Woods, you pock-faced fuck you. James Woods. This motherfucker made a career playing scumbags. Casino, I think he was nominated for playing the ultimate scumbag in the Martin Scorsese classic. He's had a dope career once upon a time in America. I think he was nominated for the Onion Field. But you ain't shit. I did a movie with this motherfucker. Everybody walked away from this motherfucker. I did a movie called Kicked in the Head that James Woods was in. Kicked in the Head. It's not a great movie, but it's a pretty good independent movie. Me, Kevin Corrigan, Lily Taylor. Linda Fiorentino and a bunch of other people. I think Natasha Leone was in it. My man Kevin Corrigan wrote it. James Woods was in it. He showed up on the set and everybody cleared out. He's obnoxious. He's a storytelling motherfucker. And the only stories he tells about are himself. The set cleared out. No one wanted to talk to him. Even people like myself and Kevin Corrigan who were fans of him. This is in like 97, 98. Imagine that. Being excited to work with a motherfucker like James Woods and then 30 seconds after you meet him, you run for the fucking hills. You trying to talk greasy? Get your face fixed, Duke. Get your motherfucking grill fixed. Go to the store and get yourself a big bottle of the blue astringent. It's not too late. Your nose is greasy. Your nose is oily. 
Your face is fucked up, Duke. Your career's over. Nobody likes you. And this was before you started talking politics. And you want to pop shit to me on Twitter? And finally, Kurt Schilling. This motherfucking Boston Red Sox. He's tweeting at the dingo. Talking out of pocket. You're so offended about what I said to these kids. Was it so upsetting, Kurt? You fucking nut job. You kook. Was there blood in that sock, motherfucker? You know I didn't like you when you played baseball, and now nobody likes you now, including diehard Red Sox fans. How does it feel, Kurt Schilling, to be the man that was responsible for winning the Boston Red Sox their first World Series? You could have had a statue outside of Fenway, and now you're not even invited That's what kind of piece of shit you are, Kurt Schilling. You were the man that got them their first World Series, and now you're never invited back in Fenway. Think about what kind of scumbag you are. This is a motherfucker who's questioned the reality of mass shootings. He's tweeted, said, are these people staged actors? You won the Red Sox a World Series and you're not allowed back in Fenway by the Boston Red Sox. You ain't shit, Duke. And you're aging horribly. You looking like motherfucking Betty White on the yard, Kurt Schilling. You nut job. You lonely fuck you. Crazy, sad, and alone. James Woods, crazy, sad, and alone. Scott Bayo, crazy, sad, and alone. Kurt Schilling, Crazy, sad, and alone. Say I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Done with these motherfuckers. I'll be right back. I am Rapport Podcast. On a lighter note, um, DMX is out of jail as of the taping of this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, DMX is out of jail and everybody loves DMX. Everybody wants to see him do good. This is obviously a troubled guy, man. If it's not drugs, it's tax evasion. It's one thing after another. The world, hip-hop, music can use a healthy, happy, safe, Musically productive and, of course, personally productive DMX right now. How about a a, a DMX Swiss Beats produced record? I heard that this was coming out. They've been talking about this for a few months. But how refreshing would that be? Like, Like a really refined, healthy, focused DMX record right now. How dope would that fucking be? Um, So I'm glad he's out of jail. I hope he stays safe. I hope he stays healthy. And I just wanted to shout out DMX. Um, The dog. Kevin Durant, much maligned, much uh, hated. Everybody hates Kevin Durant. Um, Opened up an after-school facility in his hometown. Donated $10 million dollars. The college track at the Durant Center um, was funded by him, put together by him. 
It's been a lifelong dream of his. And for some reason, um, it's not getting as much. Not that it's a competition. Um, because there's so many guys, whether it's LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and then plethories. Is that the right word? Plenty. Let me just say plenty. Let me play it safe. Plenty of other athletes that aren't the big name stars that donate so much money and so much time um, to charity, to communities that never get the the uh, uh, the notice. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Kevin Durant, who, who listen, we could say what we want to say about him um, on the court, blah, 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 blah. You know how I feel about Kevin Durant. I love him. I love him as a ball player. Um, I think that he's a true blue unicorn. The motherfucker's seven feet doing shit that six foot two guys could usually only do. He's a game-changing uh, player, and we will miss him when he's gone in hopefully 10 years. Hopefully he'll play for 10 more years. Hopefully he'll wind up playing for the Knicks, getting us a championship. I digress. But I just wanted to give a shout-out to Kevin Durant for doing this. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and, of course, a lot of money. Uh, but it takes mostly uh, being a, a lot of a good person, which I think inevitably Kevin Durant is. It came from a rough, rough, rough background. And his leaving Oklahoma uh, uh, to go to the Warriors has overshadowed a lot of the stuff. He gave a million dollars when he was Oklahoma uh, for the, the Hurricanes. Um, a lot of the stuff he does goes unnoticed, and it ain't a competition. Obviously, what LeBron did is fantastic, and what all these athletes do is fantastic. We spend a lot of time shitting on them when they do shitty things. I am one of the people that participates in that, uh, but I wanted to just shout uh, KD, Easy Money Sniper, out for, uh, for getting this done because I'm sure it wasn't an easy thing to pull off. Derek Carr quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Do not forget that. That's coming uh, next year. Not this year, uh, but after next season, 2019-2020, the Las Vegas Raiders are, are in effect. Um, he doesn't even curse, but Derek Carr is pissed off. I think he's very religious, but he's known for not cursing. He has reached out to Dana White, the head of the UFC, to try to set up fights UFC fights, fist fights, uh, with ESPN and television reporters. He's been just dissed, shit uh, thrown at him all year. And the guy who doesn't curse is ready to kick some ass. I say, let's do it. Derek Carr, I would love to see you beat the shit out of Max Kellerman. No disrespect to Max Kellerman. But I think this was, uh, the, the main person was Max Kellerman. He's shitting all over Derek Carr, who just two seasons ago, before he broke his leg, was on track to be the MVP of the NFL, okay? Things change. You break your leg, you might not be the same player you were. To say he's not hungry, to say you don't know anything, okay? This is what I say about, about football, we can play three-on-three -three basketball. We could go to a park, shoot around. We could play two-on-twos. We could play full courts until you're old. You could literally play basketball until you're old in some way. You, even if it's like you're 65 years old and you're shooting around. So few people have actually played tackle football at any sort of competitive level. So few people, and, and I'm talking about sports reporters, obviously the athletes that do it, that's a different subject. But so few sports reporters have ever ran head-to-head -head into another person and gotten that ding sound that happens when you're playing football, even as a 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old. 
Yet they're such experts on football. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. To say this guy isn't hungry, to say he isn't this, to say he's isn't that. I've always liked Derek Carr. I want to see this fight. I want to see this fight. Derek Carr versus Max Kellerman. And I like Max Kellerman. I know Max Kellerman. I respect it. But I think it'll set a precedent. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. You hear that. You hear that. That is the sick fuck of the week theme song. And we have so many. And this this is this is unprecedented what I'm going to announce regarding the sick fuck of the week segment. If you've never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, the sick fuck of the week is a award-winning segment brought to you by the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Um, it doesn't go out to anybody. No, it doesn't go out to just any sick fuck. It goes out to the certain kind of sick fuck with a certain kind of je ne sais quoi. That certain, that certain something, that certain charisma, okay? That certain it factor, okay? The first sick fuck of the week, I am going to go out on a limb and declare this sick fuck the sick fuck of 2019 i know i know people are like wait 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 what are you talking about how dare you how dare you not only am i declaring this guy the sick fuck of 2019 he's getting an entire cell named after him i know people are like what are you saying what are you doing you haven't ran this up the flagpole people haven't voted I am taking liberties here. Nathan Sutherland. There is now the Nathan Sutherland cell in the sick fuck of the week prison. This is the nurse who was supposed to be looking after an incapacitated woman at a long-term health care facility who has been accused of impregnating a woman who has been in a vegetable state for over 10 years. If you look up Nathan Sutherland, he looks like a sick fuck. He looks guilty. He was a nurse in a healthcare facility. They have collected DNA from all male employees at the Hacienda Health Center, and they found the guy Nathan Sutherland, congratulations. You have broken the fucking mold, you animal, you. You impregnated a woman who was in a vegetable state. The woman somehow, some way, gave birth to this kid. This is such a tragic, such a far out, such a way out there situation. Okay, and if you look up this guy, he's going to be locked up somewhere. I don't know what you do with a lunatic like that. He's a nurse, a caregiver, okay? And I believe he was blind in one eye. I mean, he fits the description. If you saw him, you'd be like, I don't want this guy to be my nurse. If you saw the mugshot of this guy, you'd be like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't care what's wrong with me. I don't care uh, what I can't afford and what I can't afford. I don't want this guy taking care of me. He looks like a sick fuck. He is now the sick fuck of the year, 
2019. Everybody else is just playing for second place. Look up Nathan Sutherland. This was sent to me by many, many, many I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast listeners, including, and of course, my guy Mike Schaefer, the sick fuck of the week whisperer, Paul Wall, and others. Everybody sent this to me. No one could take credit for sending me this information. This is worldwide. This guy's way, way, way out on a wacky ledge all by himself. There's bail for this sick fuck for $500,000 cash only. He ain't, you're never seeing the light of day for what you've done. But this case uh, will be continued to be covered by not just me, the world, because this guy just broke the mold. This next sick fuck from Utah, David Matheson, once a prominent Mormon conversion therapist. Okay, he was a therapist that would help gay men deal with their sexuality. So he would deal with gay men that are Mormons and try to get them to convert back to being straight. He was on that Book of Mormon shit. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a guy who would try to convert people like Mike Pence. Let's just say, I'm not saying Mike Pence is gay, but let's just say if a guy like Mike Pence started having homosexual feelings, he would go to one of these, these conversion therapists and the guy would try to, they th these people think that you can convert, like it's like a religion or a choice. Anyway, this sick fuck David Matheson, once a prominent Mormon conversion therapist from Utah, has come out to pursue his own personal life as a gay man. And the reason why he's a sick fuck is because you condemned it. You made people feel bad about their sexuality for a year. You tried, to, you tried to make them feel like there was something wrong with them and they could fix it, that it needed to be fixed. But you are the sick fuck because you need to be fixed because you don't like yourself. You don't love yourself. You're not in touch with your own self and your own sexuality. That's why you're the sick fuck because for years you made people feel bad about themselves. Congratulations. Congratulations for coming out and embracing your sexuality as a gay man. And congratulations on making it to the I Am Rappaport Sick Fuck of the Week segment. Kudos. In Alabama, Steve Garrett, Todd Hunter, who looks like a sick fuck, looks like he smells like a sick fuck, has been arrested and accused of placing a child in a clothing dryer turning it on and not letting the kid come out. This sick fuck, 25-year-old Stephen Garrett Todd Hunter of Williamsville, Alabama has been arrested. Child abuse this, child abuse that. Fortunately, the kid is okay. He was arrested and I'm sure he will not be coming out of jail. I am sure he will get touched and somehow, someway, get that nice Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. Good luck with that, my friend. Florida. St. Pete Beach. A guy from Minnesota. Yo, Duke, hold your head. Go down there. Get a tan. Enjoy the beaches. Go for a swim. Enjoy the weather. I'm sure it's freezing in Minnesota right now. But what you don't do when you go to Minnesota is go on the rooftop of the St. Beach Hotel naked butt ass 
and choke your chicken, Duke. You don't go on the balcony of the hotel and choke your chicken. I don't care if you're having a good time. I don't care if you're having the time of your life. I don't care if you appreciate the warm weather of St. Pete, Florida. Jason Bradley Tietz, 47 years old, walked out onto the hotel elevator, butt-ass naked, approached the balcony of the hotel, started choking his chicken, got arrested, and so on and so forth. Hold your head, Duke. What happens in Florida does not stay in Florida. Sick fuck of the week is a worldwide segment in Kenya. A few days ago, a 32-year-old man, Alex Mugo. The man had been arrested for stealing clothes from what is described as like a Target-like store or a Walmart-like store in Kenya. He had a court date. He showed up in a loincloth covering just his private part. Not parts, just his private part. He attempted to take off the loincloth in the courtroom, also declined clothes when they were offered to him, insisted he would only accept the confiscated stolen clothes. Of course, this sick fuck was then again arrested. I do not know what is in his future, but you're buck wild, my man. You got to wear some clothes when you show up to court. I don't care if you're in Kenya or Kentucky, Duke. Back to Florida, Wesley Scott was arrested in Pinellas County on an outstanding warrant charging him with drug possession when he was brought into jail. Not one, not two, but three syringes were found all up in his butt. Three syringes were hidden in this man's rectum. However, when they found the syringes, they said, and I quote, they're not mine. I like this dude. I got to put you on the list, Wesley Scott, but I like, I, like, I like your hustle. I like your gamesmanship. You got arrested on drug possession, outstanding uh, a warrant. They bring you into jail. They strip search you. They find three syringes all up in your ass, and you said they're not mine. I like that shit. I like your dedication to the craft. I like that. I respect that shit. Um, and on a different subject, I'm not giving him a Stickman Award, but you know the group Motley Crue? Everybody knows Motley Crue. You've heard of Motley Crue. You've heard their songs. I'm not like a fan, but I'm not like a hater. Part of my, uh, you know, can't escape Motley Crue, especially in the 80s and the 90s and shit. They were all on MTV. The lead singer of Motley Crue, Nikki Six, just like myself, got a vasectomy over a decade ago. Well... He busted through the levees. Nikki Six, who got a vasectomy over 10 years ago, just got his wife pregnant. Yo, can a shooter shoot? Can a skeeter skeet? Apparently, they're very happy about the baby, although it came in as a surprise. I'm going to get my shit checked. I got a vasectomy, I think it's about eight, nine years ago now. I need to get my shit checked because as far as I'm concerned, I'm shooting that good puppy water which means I could skeet where and when I please with hopefully no consequences of getting anybody pregnant, anybody meaning my wife, okay? 
When you get a vasectomy, just know it is not for life. So congratulations, Nikki Six and his beautiful wife, Courtney. They are expecting their first child. I think he's going to have to get another. He needs to get his money back is what he needs to do. And these doctors who, who give these, these people vasectomies need to tell them. Nothing is guaranteed. Come back in here and check your salt. Okay? Check your skeet. Check your load. Check yourself. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. All right, listen. Coming up next, the Pot Brothers breaking down what's legal, what's not legal, what's real, what's not real. Is the gold rush to become rich in the marijuana cannabis world real? Has it already passed? Everything that I could think of, everything that you could think of, coming up with the Pot Brothers at Law, answering all questions about the realities of the legalization of marijuana in California and in this country as it stands now. A lot of information, very funny, very insightful. Stay tuned for my guys, the Pot Brothers. All right, all right, all right. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with the Pot Brothers at Law. Yes, sir. You guys have made a, a, a big splash in the last few weeks on Instagram, social media, with your shut the fuck up videos. So introduce yourselves. I'm uh, Mark Wasserman, known as Little Brother, Pop Brothers at Law. Craig Wasserman, also known as Big Brother. Okay, and you guys are legitimate lawyers. Correct. I've been practicing over 30 years. I've been practicing 21 years. And so you're like, what, what, what kind of lawyer are you? General? You could almost say that. We do a lot of general litigation. I came up through the ranks doing litigation, courtroom stuff, and uh, it morphed into cannabis law 10, 11, 12 years ago. And okay. I started doing, uh, I've been doing criminal defense wow. ever since I became a lawyer in 1996, which is when Prop 215 was enacted. So I've been dealing with cannabis cases on the criminal side my whole career. So you know you guys look like something out of like Breaking Bad like or Better Call Saul. You, you understand this, right? <laughs> We've yeah, been it's told. all good. We've been told. We take it as a compliment. It's all yeah, good, you, I mean, because like when like the videos are like, are these guys for real? <laughs> are these for real lawyers? So the, the video, uh, I'll play it in the podcast, but the video that went super duper viral was a shut the fuck up video. Correct. And tell me about the video and, and how it's gone nuts and who's posted and reposted and like the craziest sort of, you know, because I know about the viral world and when it happens it's like it's crazy so we're we're, we're learning that so so every friday for three years four years running now we do shut the fuck up friday and so you've been doing this for four years these videos correct correct uh and, and our big wheelhouse was instagram now we also have accounts on twitter and facebook and linkedin and all, all the social media platforms but we never really pushed those. It was all just Instagram, and Instagram would trickle into those. Well, yeah, and you had it posted to once you did Instagram, you had it posted to all those other ones. Right, I would post to really Instagram. Didn't work those other pages. Okay, and so this, so on. Shut the fuck up, Friday. We review our script, the twenty-five words that you say when you deal with the cops, and we can get to that later. But, but. We picked Friday, shut the fuck up Friday, because we, we, we went through some different ideas about different days of the week and just shut the fuck up Friday works the best. So 
we review the script and then sometimes we give scenarios on, hey, this is what happened to some clients of ours because they shut the fuck up. And this particular video, we talk about three clients who were arrested at an illegal dispensary. Two of them said, uh, we're volunteers here. That's all. One of them shut the fuck up. The two that talked have cases against him. The guy that shut the fuck up had received a letter from the district attorney's office saying, we're not prosecuting you. This has been dismissed and we're not coming after you. And he followed our shit and shut the fuck up. Case in point. And then we review the script and we can, well, yeah, this is what we do. So we told that little story and then, okay, script review time, big brother. What do you say when the cop first pulls you over? Why'd you pull me over? And when he asks you questions. I'm not discussing my day or evening. And when he keeps asking you questions. Am I being detained or am I free to go? And if detained, what do you say? I invoke the fifth. And then what do you do? I shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and that, so that was December 21st. <laughs> and, and Friday. Okay, and you've made these videos before. Oh yeah, we have thousands of them. And okay. we make them on the fly. And that particular video went viral. And how many times has it been seen? Tell me about the story about the video. Because the story about the video is like a story in itself. <laughs> Talk to me about the viral. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we posted that December 21st, Friday. And so on Christmas Day at around 10 p.m., I was on vacation with my wife and kids. I was smoking a big joint on the balcony. And my phone is set to notifications for different social media platforms to, so I know I can respond right away. And my Facebook, our Pop Brothers at Law Facebook page, maybe two or three times a week, ding, and a message will come from Facebook because most of the messages are DMs on, on Instagram. So I'm sitting there at 10 o'clock at night and my phone starts going ding, 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 and it just all these notifications, it wasn't stopping. Like literally for like 10, 15, it was going until I just turned it off. I'm like, what's going on? I look, I see that, some Facebook page called Respect My Region posted it, reposted it on their Facebook page. And then Roger Stone... Of all people. <laughs> reposts it with the caption, these should be my attorneys. And that post, repost from Roger Stone got about 5 million views in four days. And then from there... D.L. Hughley, P. Diddy, World Star, and so many more. That, it was on World Star uh, website. Correct. And, and all these other big political pages and, and other celebrities were reposting it. Like there was D.L. Hughley said, these are my guys. I bet if they lose in court, they just go out and jump the other lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, no, if we lose, we go out and smoke a joint. And <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's, that's... And then so since then... Over across all social media platforms, it's up has has about a hundred million views. That's Be crazy. Cypress Hills repost of it has almost thirteen million views alone. And has it been good for business? Have you gotten more business from the video, yeah. for, like actual business? Yes, the phones are ringing, people are calling, we're getting getting clients out of it, and you know, as we get a lot of calls, and a lot of calls are, hey, I saw your video, I think you guys are great. I hey, shut the fuck up. Or just people will leave a message. They'll call late at night and leave a message. Hey, That's shut funny. the fuck up, guys. And then we're, we go places and people see us. And like I was walking into a hotel a couple days ago. Guy goes, hey, shut the fuck up, guy. So, I mean, we're, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
it's funny, it's entertaining, but it, this message is very, very serious. In terms of, um, yeah, it took us a while to actually come up with that. We, didn't we copyright or trademark the script? Yeah, we have everything trademarked uh, and copyright, the, the, all the that stuff. The script took a while. I mean, I actually have some business cards at home because on the back right of our business card has the 20, last 25 words you'll ever say to the police. And I have at home cards that start with just the bottom two, mm-hmm. and then it has the one above it and the one above it, and ultimately the one above it that ended the whole, that became the 25 words. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning. How to, how, to, how to nicely, because we always trick people, well, trick, you go to a bar, you, you're sitting there drinking and someone starts bad-mouthing weed. And I'll go, you know what, i tell you what, let, let's, let's do a, uh, let's make a deal. Let's go do this uh, test. And if we do this test, or I say, if a cop pulls you over right now, what are you going to do? If he asks you, how much did you have to drink? What would you tell him? What would you tell him? If, if a cop, if, and you had some to drink, and he asked you, how many did you have? What would you tell him? Probably tell him I'd lie. No. You never want to lie to the cops. But th- that's why, if you look at that first line, why did you pull me over? Why did you pull me over? Right. And then I'm not discussing my day because you don't want to lie. Got if, you. If you actually are drunk and they take you in Got and you. you're drunk, you don't want to have lied to the police. Got you. So but you, you don't I'm answer not... them either. Okay, I like that. That's why the that's why after a while, like, how do how do we do that without lying? It, I'm not discussing my day. I never heard that term before, like to say that I'm not discussing my day. Never on any cop shows or anything. No, well, you're not gonna see it. Yeah, live PD would go down if everybody started doing what we said, you know, and those shows cops and everything. They, they would be they it's would a, yeah. it's exactly what not to do when 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 you I mean, when they show that stuff. Yeah. I mean if you're if you're clear, clearly impaired We're not talking to and you. And that's the difference. If you're clearly impaired, police are gonna arrest you no matter what you do or say. It doesn't matter. They see you impaired, they're gonna arrest you. If they're talking to you, it means they probably don't have enough to to arrest you on. If 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 they're actually talking to you and trying to get you to Talk to him. Um, so, so you guys actually pl- like this this script, the, these rules, these laws. You guys thought it through. Oh yeah, to try to best benefit clients. Yes. Well, so th- let me or, let me, or the masses. Well, it's it's right. really there, right. there's when we started coming up with it, it was like we had forty five words, and then we just we just over you know a period of time whittled, whittled it down to something that would be easy for people to remember and easy to use, and really it's so that. Citizens out there and law enforcement can feel safer because there's we, we do whole instructions on how to get pulled over, starting with you pull over right away, keep your hands on the steering wheel, let the cop know, you know where your hands are at all times, don't make any sudden moves. Because over the last few years, as everybody knows, cops have been killing people. And at the end of the day, they're rarely convicted or charged because they're able to say, I was afraid for my life. Mm. He reached for this. He got did this. He was in whatever. And if you use these 25 words politely, calmly, no aggression, God forbid something happens, he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Now, I know it's legal in California to smoke weed. Do you think it will skew your credibility, not in the law community, but with other judges when they see you guys come to case? Because judges have Instagram. They have social media. So they see you guys like... You're fucking smoking weed. You're Mr. Instagram. This is that going to hurt your long-term credibility? Has it has it has it been a bump in the road yet? No, not at all. Not at and, all. and and then the best thing about that, what you just said, we have uh, a young associate who started working for us about two or three years ago, and he came to us because he was in court in Long Beach, and the Honorable Judge Lowenthal 
when this kid said, I'm interested in all this cannabis law, what do you suggest I do? Call the Wasserman brothers. They're really progressive. They're, they're doing things. And that was like three years ago, and that was a judge. Interesting. You know, and I, I, I suppose it's going to depend on the judge, right. but I mean, that, that should have no bearing on what we do in court and how we handle our cases. And I haven't seen any kind of negative impact in going to court. I think it's been positive, really. I mean, I, I know some of my colleagues, I also do workers' compensation law, and I know some of my colleagues have seen my posts, and right. it hasn't impaired one bit of you know how I practice, my aggressiveness and how I practice, how they respect me. Uh, you know, we tell people too, so you're seeing us medicate. We don't go to court impaired ever. But how many people have a three martini lunch? How many attorneys have Xanax in the morning or whatever the heck they're going to have in the morning? Like, really? If you want, you know what? So if you don't want to come to me as a client because I openly show you that I smoke just like you drink, mm -hmm. then don't come to me. What is the case that users in California are getting most jammed up on uh, now with the legalization of marijuana in the state of California? What's the most common thing you deal with? Possession, possession for sales, transportation, because legalization. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, explain it. Because it's legal. Because it's, le it's, it's, it's not legal. Not, right. It's not legal. Break it down. And this is the problem with, with the general public because all over media and every the news, it's, it's legal here now. It's legal in Colorado. In all these states where laws have passed to make it partially legal. Because to me, legalization is... No one's getting arrested for this plant anymore. Right. Like it would be like having that water in your hand. Yes. I'm not going to get arrested for having water. I'm not going to arrested for having an ounce of this or 20 pounds of it or whatever it is. So you can have cases of water in your car. Right. You, you can, can have, have cases of Jack Daniels right. in your car. Okay. But I mean, stay focused on the weed. Yes. <laughs> break it down because this is, this, is this is important. Explain it. So, so people come here, especially visitors from other places, uh, yeah. thinking that it's legal. Oh, I, I went and I bought this at the shop and that at the shop, and then they go drive around with it, or they bring it back through LAX, and people are getting felonies for exporting out of the airport. People are getting pulled over, and, and they don't know how to handle themselves. What's that smell? You know, And smell isn't even probable cause in California anymore. And when, when people say, what's that smell? You're, you're, when, if the cop says, what's that smell? You, I'm not discussing my day. Not discussing my day. Not discussing my day. And, and the cop says, well, it smells like weed. Am not I discussing being, my day. Am I being detained or am I free to go? And if they keep asking questions? I'm not discussing my day. I'm being detained. Am I free to go? And then... If they keep asking you questions, I invoke the fifth. Which means? I shut the fuck up. You have the right to remain silent under the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite simple, really. Well, uh, But well, it's I hard mean, to do. But, but the reason... The reason we have to actually say I invoke the fifth because it, you know, during our iterations. They know that you're, you're not fucking around. Well, no, no, no. Not, I mean, well, yes and no. During our iterations of this, it's like, don't say anything, right? Don't say anything. There was a Supreme Court case that, that held someone who didn't invoke the fifth when he sat there under interrogation for 10 hours and about killing his wife or something. Did he use a shotgun? And he went like this. Nodding his head kind of down like, into the kinda, right. Kind of like, you know, that hope. Like, okay. You know, you guilty. Get, the, the guilty, guilty look. look. Okay, you caught me. And, and, and his, his silence alone wasn't enough. He had to, he had to how do you say, put it? Well, so our Supreme Court 
in all their glory, has decided you need to speak to in- invoke your right to be silent, which means to say, I invoke the fifth. Mm. So you oh, got to say Otherwise, that. anything they, they, that you say or do, which was that look, guilty look, can be used against Can and, and will be used against get, And even the cops might try to trick you and like, oh, you don't need to invoke the fifth. The Miranda warnings, everybody knows you have the right to remain silent, blah, 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 what the cop reads you at some point in time. All the Miranda warnings are is when the cop has an obligation to tell you that you have the right to remain silent. You live and breathe and wake up and go to bed with that right, and you can invoke it anytime. Um, okay, that's, that, it's so, so basic. So, so what has been the most frustrating case of recent that you guys have dealt with with something like this very simple? I'll tell you right now, our most frustrating case is pr- probably one of our biggest right now. We have a client, Wild Rivers Transport, fully licensed distribution company, got their license at the beginning of 2018, and they were dropping off uh, flour in Southern California, picked up $230,000 in cash, put it in their safe that's in the locked and put it in back of the truck, head back up to uh, Northern California. They're pulled over by the CHP for it was the stop was wrongful. They showed them all the credentials required to have by the state, their manifest, everything. The cops proceeded to detain them in handcuffs, go search through the car, uh, the, the, the truck, and then take bolt cutters and open up the safes, took the $230,000, $257,000, and gave it to the Department of Homeland Security. And the, the rub there is under... The amendment to the uh, the amendment to the spending bill called the Blue, uh, Warbacher Blumenauer that says the federal government arm, the Department of Justice, cannot spend money prosecuting those cannabis businesses that are in compliance with their state law. The DOJ doesn't say anything about the Department of Homeland Security. So they went around kind of the will of Congress and go, well, we're going to give it to the, to the Department of Homeland Security, another arm of the feds. Cause when, and when they do that, the uh, asset- It's getting it back way harder. Yeah, the asset forfeiture laws because it's federally illegal. And the reason that happens is something called equitable sharing, where the feds say, hey, state agency like CHP, you get us that money. If they, we don't have to give it back, you get 80% of it. Shit. So they're incentivized. So you're dealing with this now? Yes, right now. So and where's the the physical money? The the uh Department of Homeland Security has it. Wow. They're holding it. And so we have several actions going, right? We have the uh, asset forfeiture trying to get the money back. We have a civil rights action for our clients who own the business who were kept in cuffs for six hours uh, and then they were never arrested and left in the middle of nowhere left literally. in the middle of nowhere up in up in the middle of up north somewhere modesto area and their civil rights were violated so we have that civil rights oh, violation shit. that action how long is this whole thing going to get taken well, wait, the, the the big one is the class action suit that we have now filed against the california highway patrol on behalf of three classes the licensed businesses in California, cannabis patients who have physicians' recommendations, and California taxpayer. Are you a California taxpayer? Yes, I am. Well, the CHP just stole money from you. Fuck. 
Because of that 257000 a lot of it was going to the taxes oh. to pay for shit, to pay for the roads, to whatever. So the taxpayers are now harmed. So that was filed, and we're, we're in about two weeks filing an injunction, a motion for an injunction to seek an order which says, CHP, you cannot turn over assets, cannabis or cash, or any assets from a licensed cannabis business to any arm of the federal government. Right. If you think our clients are breaking the law or going outside the reg- regulations, arrest them, let them bail out, keep everything here, and when we beat the case, we get everything back. Uh-huh. Like we've done in the past when we've represented, before all the regulations, cooperatives and collectives, it was the same thing. Guilty first, but you have to prove you're doing it right under the regulatory scheme that exists, and then you can get everything back in case it's dismissed. So in, in terms of going back to the legalization... If I go to a store, if I go to a dispensary right now, what's the biggest mistake me as a California resident I could make when I leave that? Like, is there a certain amount I shouldn't buy? I shouldn't drive around with? What's the biggest mistake that could happen to just the common man? I think right now, depending on where you live, going into an illegal shop. Because a legal shop isn't going to sell you more than they're allowed to. Which is how much? An ounce. An ounce. One time per day. Adult use 21 and over. Yeah, adult use 21 and over. No recommendation. We'll, if they, we'll just talk about that. Um, so that's all they... But if you go into an illegal store... Where are, the, are there are there's illegal stores Everywhere. Oh, there's more legal man. stores. There's more illegal stores than legal stores by probably 50 to 1. And how do people know that it's an illegal store? Usually you know... Usually, you know, I mean, like, like in Orange County, the only city that allows is Santa Ana. Yet there's, in all the other little cities in Orange County, there are tons of stores. Now, how, do, how come the police don't just go in there and knock them down day, like, boom, They boom, don't boom, have boom. the funding. You know, they're starting to in the cities that are making it well, regulated. Who doesn't have the funding? The police or yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the police? But they, LA they, did. L.A., I mean, there's still rogue ones, but I don't know if you had read. It was last year sometime. They made like 200 and something arrests. They really came down on a whole bunch, like 500 stores. I mean, there's a lot of them. But you, there's supposed to be a sign in the window that shows their their uh, license from the state. And Got now you. you can go on but, the BCC but, but, site. But the biggest, not, not even if, <laughs> let's say, an illegal so- store sold you two ounces. That's over the legal limit if you're an adult use you. You only have up to an ounce. Right. So you can get in trouble there. You not knowing that, they'll sell you two ounces. Right. Worse, and we've had a lot of these cases, you're in the store when it gets raided because raids are ramping up. So you can, and that, that was our Shut the Fuck Up Friday tip was about a raid at an illegal store. At a legal store. At an illegal, illegal, illegal store. store. Okay. Correct. So the two who said, I'm just volunteers, they're admitting to... Being in the presence and helping an illegal operation. They Got just, you. Volunteer or not, doesn't matter. They thought in their head, instead of just the other guys, like, I heard these guys, I'm just not saying nothing. Because they can't prove if he walked in to use the bathroom, if he worked there, if he was a customer. And, but we've had customers get misdemeanor charges for being in the presence of an illegal operation. Wow. Okay. Now, and going back to this, this word, it's legal in California. Are you allowed to smoke a joint Outside in Los Angeles, California. No. Unless. No, no. Legally speaking. So, so, so if you're an adult over 20, 21 and over. No rec. And no physician's recommendation, then the answer is no. 
you cannot do that. So you can still get arrested for that. I well, think you'd you get, get a, a citation. I think it's a ticket. I don't know that they'd arrest you. And but uh, if you have a doctor's recommendation, so if you have the physician's recommendation, there are five places you cannot smoke, and those five places are within a thousand feet from a school or youth facility, in a no smoking zone, in a motor vehicle that's operating while operating a boat, and on a school bus. Okay. Outside of those five places, if somebody's lighting up a cigarette, cigar, you can smoke a joint. If okay. You have your physician's recommendation. Unless someone on private property says no. Correct. Okay. Like Disneyland, they have I the policy, you. you know, stuff like that. Um, and what about the gold rush? Because it seems like everyone thinks, yo, there's all this money in weed. There's all this money to make in weed. Is that real? And also, how do you become a legal dispensary or a grower of weed? Like, how do you make money? Because everybody's like, this is like the new tech. You know, this is like Silicon Valley. Like, what are the realities of, of, of becoming a pot seller, a legal pot seller? It's a long, arduous process. And give me like give me the bullet points of the arduous. You don't have to go too crazy. The, with the, it. the the initial one is I'm Michael Rappert. I want to become I want to open go find I am a piece Rappaport of property. podcasting go, pot go, pot selling. Go find a piece of property. Okay, so I go find a store. No, no, you find a piece of property for whatever let's say you want to do a storefront. So you would have to go No, I want to do the whole thing. I want I want to grow my own shit and sell it. Okay. So you want to do vertical integration. You want to have a storefront. I mean there's 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 cities that allow all that. Called a micro business. Okay. So you find a, but you got to find the property in the city that allows it. That's in the green zone in that city. That's the hardest number one hurdle right now. It's a major real estate play, and if you go into an area that's already green, the landlords are just rat fucking you. <laughs> okay. Straight up. Ninety-five cents dollar square foot to five to three fifty to I want to a piece, seven to I want a piece of the action. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. So you got to get through. You got to first get through. You know, getting the piece of property. So let's say you get the piece of property, then you need to in hire, Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, let's say that the whole state of California, anywhere. Okay, but it's, okay, it's pretty anywhere much that the allows same, it. But okay, all right. So let's say in Los Angeles. Well, well the, and the reason still it doesn't matter what city you're in, why it doesn't matter why landlords are able to do that is still one less than one third of the cities in the state of California allow cannabis activities. And of that third, only 20% allow retail stores. And there's 482 cities across the state. Got you. So, so supply and demand. It's like, where are you going to go? Got supply you. And, but let, let's say you get the piece of property. Then you come to us. And then you have to, then you learn that you have to have probably 150, 250 grand. For what? To get started, to get on, on de depends what type of building you, you have, depends on what you're going to do. You have to get in security. You have to have security plans, cash handling plans, employee handbook plans, community service plans. Shit. Uh, architectural uh, plans. Architectural plans, schematics with, with all the placement of all the cameras security vaulting uh i wow. mean it's and for cultivation it's regulated but that's what you got to do and water, cultivation is a whole, a whole other water irrigation plans and environmental plans and waste smell, disposal waste plans <laughs> so you have and to you be dedicated you have to be dedicated and have money and passionate and it's not just like yeah. oh it's not just like a fucking startup uh like i'm starting a, it's you not, can start a t-shirt uh, selling business easier than the, this shit it's yes. not like the, prior to these regulations someone could come into our office and for 10, 20, 30 grand, get set up compliant with the laws as they existed before 64. They, it'd be no problem. Just, it was like that. Just boom. 
open up a shop, you're good to go. There was now, no zoning. Because there was no zoning You do it out laws. of your house. There was no regulatory things in order to be able to legally get a license to sell it. There, they didn't exist. So there was this big gray area that we worked in and helped people defend themselves by doing it correctly back then. Uh. Now, it's we at the beginning of 18, we were calling ourselves dream killers. Because you got mom and pop coming in who've been doing these small organic grows. Ten years. And now all of a sudden they, they can't find property and they're, it's, it's sad. I mean, I, I personally believe it's so overregulated and so overtaxed. And that's why sales went down a half a billion dollars from when it was completely medical to when it turned adult use. When, when it turned like, quote unquote, legal. Correct. Right. It went down a half a billion dollars. So is it is it essentially because it's so overregulated and it's so complicated? Is are the benefits the tax benefits? Because it's all about the state making money, correct? Yeah. The quote unquote legalization is about well they get they put a, 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 a ex, an ex, the excise tax, which is really a sin tax. What business gets taxed ultimately at almost forty eight percent? Right, because you're dealing with the tax at the grower level. You're dealing the tax at the distribution level, and then you're dealing with the tax at the retail level. Tell gotcha. them how the annual tax initially is, or the annual uh, license, yeah. the annual so license fee. You have fee. your little application fee, and then once they say you're, you're approved at the end of the road, you have to pay an annual license fee. That annual license fee is based on your projected gross income of a business that you're just starting. That's never run before. Never been regulated. So you have to guess at this gross income. Oh, wow. And then if you're off and you're under, then you pay the difference. It might be from 50 to 100 grand. And then you pay 50% penalty Jesus on top. Jesus Christ, on a fucking guess? And, you might as well go to Vegas. And, and the cities, all the cities that are allowing it, they have a 6 to 8% uh, tax on gross revenue. It's all on gross revenue. So th this is this is a no easy. No. It's not. It's not Come the gold rush that everybody thinks. I got you. And the licensing application fees across the state, depending on where you go, range from a thousand bucks to fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Non refundable application fees. So who, and you're not it, even guaranteed of getting anything. So you could spend that money. Non refundable. Oh my god. So who is making money off selling weed now legally? I don't know that there are many that are actually making a lot. In California or all the other states in general? Just California. Well, no, California, because they're getting crushed by the black market still because right. of the overregulation, the overtaxing. So people are still buying weed that oh. isn't in the stores. Oh, yeah. But isn't the, is, is the weed in the stores cheaper than what you guys know about the, the black market weed? No, the black, no, it's more, black it's market is cheaper. expensive because of all the freaking taxes. Got you. Got you. I mean, especially at the very end of the day, there's that 15% excise tax Got that you. gets put on the retailer, on, on the retail customer. I see. After they're absorbing all those other taxes <laughs> that went up the supply chain. Now, do you guys deal with uh, people that are selling weed illegally? Do you represent them? Oh, yeah. If they get busted, they get we busted. do. So what, what is the... Now, not that uh, anybody out here, I'm assuming all the listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, are, are, there's, there's nobody that would do this, but... What is the what is the risk? Like the simplest risk, obviously if you're selling big big weed, you know whatever. But if you're selling weed, what's the risk factor in terms of like what are you looking at potentially? If you if you're caught with two ounces of weed with a quote unquote possession of sell, what are you looking at that could potentially happen? So you? you're looking at misdemeanor. Now all the felony charges 
Possession, sales, distribution, transportation, cultivation, they all used to be felonies. Prop 64 came and made them all misdemeanors. Right, so okay? the felonies mean where people would be like, they fucking send you away. You're up. fucked three to five years, you're, you're, you're in several felonies, you could be looking at 10 years, I mean, right, you're fucked. Now they're all misdemeanors, and so... When does it go to beyond a misdemeanor? When hey, well, what, well what, it, technically it doesn't. It wasn't supposed to. If I have twenty pounds a week, didn't matter. misdemeanor. It, it it didn't matter. Hundred pounds misdemeanor. One so and a half a good ounces thing for those people that choose except, to do that. Except listen to the twist. So DAs got very upset when they lost all these great felonies, and so what they do because there's usually there's always more than one person involved in whatever's going on, and so they then charge you with conspiracy to commit the misdemeanor, which is a felony. <laughs> I got you. So, I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of those, but we've seen them where they want to be jerk-offs about it and then they want to throw in the felony like that. But if you catch a couple of misdemeanors, and this is where it's so important to shut the fuck up also, because if the cop says, I, what's that smell? You know, and a lot of people, well, it's just my bag. It's, you know, it's, it's legal now, you know, and they will have probable cause potentially to search. If you say nothing and they go and search, like a lot of these cops have done over the last year and say, I did the search because of smell. We had four or five of those types of cases last year and we got them all dismissed on motion because we felt that that was an illegal search since it's now, quote-unquote, legal 64, smell is not illegal conduct anymore. Ah. Uh, because a little nug like this, like I'm wearing on my necklace, could stink up a whole car as much as an ounce or two ounces Wait, is that could. a real... It's, it's not real. It's a, it's a replica. <laughs> but I wear it everywhere I go and to court and, you know, but <laughs> the point is smell alone isn't probable cause. I support it and I don't care what the bailiffs say, you know, they... They look, they asked every once in a while, what, you can't, I go, it's just a necklace. It's not real. You guys can't smell it. Just, you know, and it, it's a great, it's a, a company called 420 Expressions. Old guy out of South Carolina, Budman Stew. Okay. Has a patent on these, make, makes them. And every All time right. he sees us at a place, he gives us stuff. And what about these people before Prop 64 that have went away on big sentences uh, for nonviolent drug offenses? Um, what is the chances of their getting out? They've already people have already been released, and we are constantly getting hit up to do reduction motions, which is where you, we go in and get that felony reduced to a misdemeanor. However, that's supposed to start happening automatically, uh, like it, halfway into this. Yeah, year. it's getting close. You know, like New York did that, I think, or and some other states have retroactively done that, where you don't have to go pay an attorney. You know, so someone will come to us. Right. If you just wait a couple more months, you know, you've waited this long, it's supposed to automatically happen. Some people want it done quicker, you know, and so we can do that and go in and get the felony reduced to a misdemeanor and, and or a misdemeanor to an infraction. Right. And and what uh what is the chances? Like you guys are in Los Angeles, but what is the in California? What is the the chances of New York being quote unquote legal? Do you know about that? Little I've been bit. Fo I've been following it. If if Cuomo does what he says, I mean it should go legal. Wow, that would be wild for for a native New Yorker. That would be right? bugged out. That would be bugged. I never thought I would see the day where that that right. that like because I remember it was maybe 10, 12 years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I I first went into a shop. I was like. 
what this is fucking crazy, Isn't it, right? <laughs> it's surreal. Like if you've never experienced it, and and friends from New York, and now you could take them in, whether and and, and you know, like it's almost like you're being punked. Right. <laughs> but if that happens, really selling this on the shelf, right? Yeah. Um. And what else? What's the other? What like one more thing that you guys are passionate about, or that you are dealing with in the uh, representation of the legalization of weed uh, that's on the forefront of of, of your, well, your, I, your your I think dockets? One, I think one of the biggest things. I mean, aside from court cases, which we're all passionate about, all of those is breaking the stigma of people who use cannabis, smoke weed, however you want to call it. And because someone smokes weed or medicates all day, does that make them a stoner? And if you're a stoner, is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. You know, let's change the stereotype of stoner. Is it a bad thing? No, no. way. No is way. It, is it a good thing? Like, or, or do people have to monitor themselves? Well, here's the well, thing. Well, yeah. I mean, the, that's the great thing about weed is you can monitor it. I know people who they can't smoke during the day and they won't. They will only smoke at certain times before bed when they get home from work because they know what it does to them. Other people, it makes them right all day mm-hmm. instead of the Xanax, instead of the Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. instead of the, the alcohol. You know, so it's, it, it makes you, you know, you can, mon- you can self-monitor it so it doesn't mess you up. Because we had a friend of ours that when I first met him five years ago, oh, man, she was against weed and oh, horrible. Her brother was a loser who smoked weed. And I said, you know what? I said, I'll tell you what. I go, you've seen how much I smoke, right? I smoke every day for 40 years. I said, look where I am. And I go, you know what it is with your brother, with all due respect? He's not a pot smoker who's a loser. He's a loser who happens to smoke pot. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. If you're a lazy ass, you're a lazy ass. Mm-hmm. Don't use I pot agree. as an excuse. I totally agree with that. And, and that's what we're trying to bring to the forefront is, you know, because we really thought long and hard, or I did more than he did, about, about are we going to do this on Instagram? Right. On you social know, and at media. At the time, it was, you know, 10 people. <laughs> right. And well, I figured, then, you know what? It, just for the stigma, like, oh, we're lawyers, like, this is a, you, can you be taken seriously? Right. And we figured, you know what? If they don't want to take us serious, they don't have to. We have a lot of clients coming to us. Actually, post this, we've, we've had a very good reaction from people not going the other direction of, oh, the, are these guys for real? We get a few comments here and there, but we ignore it. But we, we're not sure to work from people specifically seeing us in those videos with me smoking a joint every day. Right, right. Indigo, sativa, like you guys, just this is just personal preference. Mm-hmm. Break down indica, sativa. Is that real uh, in terms of the uppers, the downers, just connoisseurs and, and people that understand weed? Break down weed, oils, uh, foods, and, and all this stuff. Well, I can, I can talk to the indica and sativa. The, the way to know the difference is the indica is in the couch. <laughs> Put you right <laughs> in the couch. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I, I, That's for, fucking it, because you get you get confused. I didn't know for years, and my son six. I kept asking, him, I don't know the How difference. How do I remember? He goes indica in the couch, and the sativa is, is a is a lift up, more of a head high, you know, like more buzz. they call it like a daytime, right? A function, exactly, exactly. And the reason I know that even all too well is years ago I did an edible. My son said only do a quarter of, and I did the whole thing. Yeah, you can't Bad trip, around. bad trip, right? Horrible, it's horrible. It's not fun. Horrible. Uh, but I knew no one's ever died from weed, so I made it through. I thought I was going to die stage. Yo, I had it. My, my brother my brother once, I had candies that I brought from New- Los Angeles 
to New York, and we were in a hotel. My brother thought they were hotel candies. <laughs> And he wound up no bullshit in Bellevue. He, he's like, and I, and and then and then I realized two days later, did you eat those candies? Yeah, and that's what it was. He's like, I have a heart attack. It's fucked up. Those 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 oils and those candies and those cookies. If you don't like, people say go slow. They'll tell you go slow. If dose you don't, up. You can always dose, dose up. up. You can't dose down. You can't dose so, down. So go. You know, four years later, and that was it. That was an indica edible. So four years later. I don't know, late last year, we went to a, a, a cooking show marijuana thing at a Tepon place, and it was infused food. And it was like we got there at 5.30. We were supposed to eat at 7. It was like 9.30 by the time we ate, and I actually ate way too fucking much. Can't do it. And again, but that night, other like... Uh, uh, Terrible feeling. But versus the first one where I did the Indica, right. I could tell this was a sativa because all night I lay there with my... I trying to close my eyes and my mind was racing. Yeah. So that's the big difference between the sativa and the indica. Okay. All right. So where can everybody find you? All right. So on Instagram, it's Pop Brothers at Law, and that's P O T underscore at underscore at Brothers Law. Why do you do the underscore? Because uh, because I, I don't, don't, I, because because, uh, he, because when we, we were we were on the set, oh, oh, right? We, we 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 were we got our start on. Getting high with Adam's show on Be Real TV because my son know those guys. He's in the he's in the my son's in the culture knows those guys. That come on, it was a get high show. It's a good it, was, story. it was a it was a uh, a talk show with this kid getting high with Adam Adam uh-huh, Mills. Uh huh. And so we decided, fuck it, we'll do it. It's streaming on TV. No one well, else is going to see you, it. I had to convince you. Yeah, because like I had to minutes. smoke. We smoked the whole the whole uh, interview. Well, so what happened on this is on January twenty second, two thousand fifteen. Never forget it. His kid, my nephew, comes into our office that morning and goes, hey, there's some talk show. They're looking for attorneys who will come on and smoke. It's on Be Real TV. And we're like, what is that? It's, you know, I know Be Real from Cypress Hill. I mean, you know, but what's what he's on TV? No, it's on the Internet. Uh-huh. The, the Internet thing. And, and my brother was, what's the state bar going to say? We're out there smoking on the Internet. And I was like, oh, who gives a fuck? We have our medical recs. And he said, yeah, what if, we, you know, if they allow it in their private place, and who cares? So we go that night to this show, Getting High with Adam, and we sat, we were smoking joints, taking bong rips and dabs and answering questions, and tons of people were calling in, and we were talking about the script and everything else with, uh, that was going on back then with legalization uh-huh. and how it was changing. And that night, we took a picture with Be Real, and my brother created the Instagram page, Pop Brothers at Law, which... About seven years ago, we were smoking in our parking lot, and I was getting all these pot cases, criminal cases, and we were joking around. We smoked pot. We're brothers. We're lawyers. I made funny. I made jokey cards. Pot brothers at law. I'm going to give these to my pot clients now. And then he. Oh, so what happened was when the, I actually input the info, I didn't know a space bar was an underscore. Ah, That's the ticket. I was he, putting, don't you regret the was, underscore? Yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I have to do what I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Underscore, people, at underscore like brothers. Pot brothers, though, they can't find it and all that Although stuff. Although it does come up, P-O-T underscore comes up pretty quick on the top. Uh, but yeah, it was it was my kid. My kid has uh, one of the biggest brands in California. West, of, of weed? Yeah, West Coast Cure. Okay. One of the biggest premium brands, actually. And that's that was our passion behind actually ever getting into this in the first place. All right, so one more time, give me thank you. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> so so one more time, give All me right. give me the give me the the shut the fuck up rules. Okay. So, when the cops first pull you over, 
Big brother, what do you say? Why'd you pull me over? And when they start asking questions. I'm not discussing my day or evening, sir. And they keep asking questions. Politely and respectfully, you ask them, am I being detained or am I free to go? And if detained, what do you say? I say I invoke the fifth, sir. And then what do you do? I shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's the script. And that's the tip of the day. <laughs> and, and we do tips of the day every day with other stuff, you know, whether it's laws or, or whatever. You know, sometimes we'll do a thing and say, hey, what do you want us to tip about? What do you want to know? And, you know, so and we've been doing that ever since that day we went on Be Real and we created the Instagram. We got like 5,000 followers in a week and a half. And I was like, what the hell? And Pop Brothers of Law, any of my listeners that get into trouble, they should call. What's the phone number? 855-WASS-LAW, W-A-S-S-L-A-W. Your guy's last name is Wasserman. Are you guys Jewish? We are. I, we kissed yeah. the mezuzah, man. <laughs> Come on. I saw the mezuzah. All right. Everybody I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Pot Brothers. Let me give me one more thing. Stay yeah, educated you, and medicated. Yeah, but you can also catch us every Wednesday and Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Cannabis Talk 101 on KOCI Radio, and check out KOCIRadio.com. Have you guys thought about doing a reality show? Actually, we are no. in a shopping agreement no. to do one. He, he, he's, 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 uh, go check out my IMDB page. I come from an acting world. I got you. <laughs> All right, cool. I wish you, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. All right. I want to thank my guys, Craig and Mark Washerman, Follow these guys, pot underscore brothers, underscore at, underscore law. These guys are real deal. Yo, if, you're gonna, if you run into some trouble, hit them up. They're official. They pride themselves on what they do. They just have a good sense of humor, and they smoke weed legally uh, when they can and where they can. Uh, so I appreciate you guys for rocking with me, Craig and Mark Wasserman, the pot brothers at law. I want to thank all the fans for staying with us, staying in the pocket like John motherfucking Elway. Staying in the middle of the ring like Roberto Duran. Free I Am Rappaport. We ain't going anywhere. Can't stop, won't stop. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. Say I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We're out.